0: Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick.
1: Radio. Well, with Valentine's Day being celebrated next Tuesday, there will be plenty of engagements happening throughout the country. But after the excitement of the engagement subsides, the serious business of planning the wedding begins. My first guest, Tara Faye of Tara Faye Events, has more than 25 years of experience planning that special day for couples here at home and abroad. But Tara, how did you first enter the world of wedding planning?
0: Good morning and thank you for having me. Well, we have to go back a few years actually for that because I started um, planning weddings in 1997 and I had worked with a company in Los Angeles at that time and came back to Ireland and set up. And I know at the time everybody thought I was completely mad. There was very little wedding business, if any, at the time in Ireland. as In, the, in terms of a wedding industry, it was very, very much in its infancy Um, We had two wedding magazines. There was no such thing as online blogs. And basically, people looked to their mothers or a member of their family to plan their weddings.
1: Talk to us about your approach when a client engages you to organise that special day. Sure.
0: Well, we're very much um, production-driven. We have an amazing background team, backup team from a production point of view. But for us, um, when clients come to us, it's either that they have a multi-day, multi-venue event um, or it could be quite um, complex from a production point of view. So we don't have a, what we would call a cookie-cutter approach to weddings because we approach every single wedding as if it's our very first one and we'll start immediately from scratch. So while there are elements of a wedding that will pass from one to another, so everybody at some point will have a wedding ceremony of whatever description that is, they are going to feed people in some form format and they are going to have some element of a party but that is essentially the only thing that would transfer from one wedding to another everything else um, we start from the very beginning and we listen to them so that their wedding day should be a complete representation of the two of them as a couple.
1: Talk to us about the type of clients that you work with and their respective budgets. We do
0: tend to work with with people that have slightly more complex needs in terms of their wedding. That could be maybe that they have, um, sometimes it could be that they have a headline act playing, so that has, would be quite production heavy. They could have um, multiple days or multiple venues. They could have um, guests flying in from lots of different places. So You know, every, everybody is very different.
1: And I know that you're very passionate about promoting Ireland as a wedding destination and that's an aspect of your work which we will discuss shortly. But on the flip side, what percentage of your clients are looking for you to plan a wedding outside of Ireland and for those, what destinations are top of the list?
0: So that varies from year to year. Obviously, last year was, was a very unusual year from, from a wedding point of view. But you will always find that the, the popular countries or European destinations, people want to go somewhere where, first of all, there is a, um, a direct flight from whatever airport they are close to. So that's something that is really, really important to people. And it is important that there is lots of accommodation options for their guests. So the European, sort of Southern European destinations would always be popular for that. We have worked in, in the Caribbean as well and in um, North and South America. So, you know, it, it's very much dependent on what the couple are looking for and the experience they want to give their guests and also the number of guests that they want to have. Every year, as I say, is different. Sometimes we could have two weddings a year that are overseas. Sometimes we don't have any and sometimes we could have one. So it, it's it very much depends year to year.
1: And what complications does having an overseas wedding have that people should be aware of?
0: Well, first of all, there's language complication for people. If, if, you know, if the location they're going to, if English is not the first language, that is something that they have to bear in mind. There could be currency um, implications or shipping implications. If they want to try and ship some things, it could get caught in, caught in customs. Another thing is that um, <clears throat> certain venues have licensing requirements for playing music outside, or they may just have licensing requirements for playing music full stop. And um, certain, certain um, sort of cities in Italy, for example, require music licenses. Um, and sometimes it's up to the couple to, to look for those things. Another thing could be that um, certain locations could, um, their photographer may need a license So if they're bringing a photographer with them. This is if somebody is having a destination wedding, the the best investment they could make for themselves is to hire a wedding planner. And whether that is hiring a planner in their country of location or in their country where they're getting married, it doesn't really matter as long as they have the, the proper experience to
1: work there. And because of those complications then, Tara, does that mean that you quite often have to work with a counterpart in that particular country?
0: You would always look for somebody as a touch point. I mean the wedding industry worldwide at a certain level is incredibly small so I would always have colleagues in other countries whether be they coming into Ireland or if I'm going into their jurisdiction we would always keep in touch and keep in contact and help each other out whenever, whatever way we can.
1: Now I know that in conjunction with Tourism Ireland you're actively involved in promoting Ireland as an international wedding destination but how have you approached this particular project?
0: There's a a joint committee at the moment between um, Fulton Ireland and Tourism Ireland, and they're looking into the the location, Ireland, as a location for destination weddings, because realistically, we're listed as um, in the top 20 destinations in the world. But within that, Italy accounts for three of those destinations. North America accounts for three or four, and South America as well. So if you take, strip all that away, we're probably in the t- one of the top 10 destinations worldwide for, um, for weddings, which is quite incredible when you think about it. Um, and that has all happened organically without any of the tourism agencies having to do anything about it. And so this is just something that we are still looking at. Last year we hosted um, a conference in Ireland called Engage, which is um, for the luxury wedding industry. And we had 250 of the leading wedding professionals from around the world in Ireland for four days. And we were able to showcase to them what an amazing country this is, not only in terms of location, but also in terms of our suppliers. And so we are able to give world-class service, which they would, would never have thought of before.
1: And from an international visitor's perspective, why is Ireland such an attractive destination for their wedding? Well, they're not coming
0: here for the, for the weather. That's, for That's not something that, that seems to, um, to put them off. From a North American perspective, they're getting actually very good value for their dollar. In fact, I did a little TikTok video last week um, just showcasing why you would choose Ireland um, for, for your wedding, for your destination wedding. I mean, we've got amazing backdrop, backdrops in terms of venues and countryside. But I think one of the main things why people come here is we do weddings well. We do hospitality well. And we like to have a good party and we're known for it.
1: And what type of venues do those international visitors usually choose?
0: They do like something with, um, with some element of history. So obviously all of our beautiful manors and castles and country houses all around the country obviously get a look in. But the same way that um, they do like hotels because they like hotel options for all of their guests. So even if they're hosting one day of, the, of their event, Um, in a manor or in a country house or in a castle, they will have something somewhere else. So a lot of the visitor attractions in some of the major cities are very, very popular. But you've got to remember that if somebody is having a destination wedding, and that could be up to 200 or 300 guests where they're flying in from all over the world, they are planning multi-day events. So maybe that one, like, you know, if they're on the Wild Atlantic Way, they'll want to do a, um, a tour of the Cliffs of Moher and then have a, an Irish pub night somewhere. Then the next day they might like to do something else. So it's incredibly, um, it's incredibly beneficial for, for the local economy in any area where there's um, a wedding venue located.
1: It is estimated that the wedding business here in Ireland is worth €2.3 billion euro to the Irish economy. But how has the industry evolved over the course of your own career?
0: So that um, estimate of 2.3 billion is only the domestic um, wedding market. That does not take into account the, the value of the destination wedding industry into Ireland. So I suppose the very fact that it's been call, called a wedding industry—that is the biggest change that has happened since I started. Because as I said, when I started, there was not necessarily any wedding industry as such. There were bridal stores where they sold everything for, for your wedding. Um, and there were two or three bridal magazines and that was probably it. So I think the very fact that we have an industry now, that we have an industry body called WIPA, which represents the, um, the Irish wedding industry internationally, that is one of the biggest changes.
1: Are there any trends coming down the track that will change wedding planning in your opinion? I think everybody what COVID
0: has taught us is the value of, um, of communicating fast with your guests. So, I think there's certain um digital platforms that are going to become much more um not even sort of like fundamental but um, that are going to become a requirement from now on. I mean, I think most people now will have a wedding website um and that they see the value of that as being an instant communication tool for their um, for their guests so I think that a lot of um the differences that we're going to see going forward is just the different apps um, that are going to be applicable to wedding planning.
1: And of course, one of the big beneficiaries for weddings is hotels. What could hotels do here in Ireland to up their game in that regard?
0: Well, I think hotels um, took the time in Covid to do the 360 tours of their, not just of their venues and their spaces, but also of their bedrooms. And that has been hugely beneficial for people. I think if they also did the tours of their gardens as well, video tours, because you have to remember that sometimes, even if it's somebody Irish that is based overseas, um, a lot of the time they're doing their their research for their wedding venues online. So by having these videos, um, which I think was funded by Fulch Ireland in some, in some respects during lockdown, that is a huge tool for people to be able to envisage their venues. I think as well that um, that venues do have to see um, that weddings are a huge industry and it is a huge business and it is not something that is going to go away.
1: And of course there are so many complimentary service providers in the wedding industry today but is enough being done for those to work together in collaboration with each other?
0: Well, I think one of the things that, um, that has come out of COVID is that we set up the Wedding Industry um, Association, which is WIPA Ireland. It's Wedding Industry Professionals Association. And we have over 80 members throughout the whole island of Ireland now. And that is something um, amazing. And we have networking events. We have educational events. And we have an in- incredible board of directors that give their time every single month for, um, for the, the future of the wedding industry in this country. So that is something that is that But that we, as an industry have done. I think it's a shame that uh, we're not recognized as an industry and that we're not recognized as part of tourism, which is to me just blows my mind, but that is something that we're still working on.
1: And Tara, finally, what are your top three tips for creating the perfect wedding day?
0: I think very, very importantly is on the outset have a very frank, open discussion about budget, who is paying for what, what you're willing to spend. Then looking, taking that budget, be true to yourself and spend it in the areas that are important to you. And I think lastly is just enjoy it.
1: Well, if you've just tuned in, that was renowned wedding planner Tara Fay, and I'd like to thank Tara for sharing her insights into the booming wedding industry with us this morning.
0: Southeast Radio's Business
1: Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Southeast